Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Power in his name. There is power in the name of Jesus. Power in his name. There is power in the name of Jesus. Power in his name. When I call you Jesus. Come on. Good morning. Hey, Kai. Hey, woman of God. I love you. My God. I'm just watching you grow in grace. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But God loves you more, woman of God. Keep growing, keep growing, keep growing. You, Jesus. (laughs) It don't even matter. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When I call your name. When I call your name, when I call your name, your name, come on, Miss Jeanette, call your name, yeah, that's all we need to say is Jesus, I'm trying not to shout, when I call your name. When I call your name, 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 yeah, 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 Miss Sandra. Hey, Tammy Kennedy. My God, not call Lakeisha, call his name, come on. When I call your name, 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 name. my God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Breakthroughs occur at the name of Jesus. Miracles, signs, and wonders occur at the name of Jesus. My God, your marriage can be repaired at the name of Jesus. Your child can be delivered at the name of Jesus. My God, my God, my God. There is strength in the name of Jesus. There is peace in the name of Jesus. My God, there is glory in the name of Jesus. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. That's why they only want you to become comfortable with the name of God these days. You know, everybody can, they want you to be comfortable with just the name of God. They're like, just be comfortable with the name of God. No, you need to be using the name of Jesus. See, we don't want to make people, people are uncomfortable with the name of Jesus because they know that there's something that occurs when Jesus' name is mentioned. They know that when Jesus' name is used, that there is something that occurs at the name of Jesus. And so it's politically correct. Man, you ought to say, I don't want to be politically correct no more. It's politically correct to say Jesus name. They don't, they don't bother people that they don't bother God. You could say God, but when you call the name of Jesus is when it becomes controversial and they know because there was power in the blood. They know that there is power in the resurrection. They know that there is power in the name of Jesus. So it's okay for us to be with Jesus. They don't want to hear that Jesus. No, I'm going to talk about the name of God. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the name of Jesus. I'm going to 
proclaim Jesus through all throughout the earth because it's because of Jesus that we've been restored. It's because of Jesus we are healed. It's because of Jesus we still have our minds. It's because of Jesus that we are able to be reconciled. It's Adam and Eve messed us up. And so it's because of Jesus that all things are manifesting and happening. And I'm just grateful for Jesus. I'm just grateful for what Jesus did. I'm just grateful. And so we don't want to be politically correct. We don't want to be just what politics say. And, oh, this is what the politics say. And this is mm, no, 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 no. It is the name of Jesus that changed our trajectory. My God, it is that you, you were bought with a high price. And if you didn't know you were worried, you are worthy at the blood and at the name of Jesus. It was at the name of Jesus. It was that sacrifice that changed absolutely everything. So I'm just telling you, it's just celebrating Jesus and don't let them push you into a box. Hey, Ron, don't let them put you into no box telling you it ain't about Jesus. And let's just be politically correct and talk about God. No, we're going to talk about Jesus because there is redemption. My God, in the name of Jesus, there is redemption in the name of Jesus. King Jesus, we bless your name. We thank you, Father. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for grace. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for the blood. We thank you for a fresh anointing this morning. We thank you for your word this morning. We thank you. You are growing us in grace this morning. We thank you. You loved us so much that you sent your son on this earth to die for every sin. My God, for every manner of sickness and every manner of disease. And we just thank you. We thank you. We thank you, King Jesus. 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 We thank you for your obedience at the cross. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for fulfilling your purpose. We thank you. 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 My God, there is power in the name of Jesus. My God, there is power in the name of Jesus. You can be a circumstance. You can be in a situation. You better, I told him, you better start singing the blood. I'm a little old school. I'm modern, but I believe in the blood. I believe in the power of the blood. I believe in the redemption of the blood. I believe there is no situation, no circumstance that's bigger than the blood of Jesus. I believe in it. I will apply the blood. I will plead the blood. I will hold the blood is a standard. I know that the blood is what severed the ties between the enemy. And I take that by faith. Sometimes we be struggling with stuff when we just need to apply the blood. When we just re need to remember what Jesus did. We, need, we just need to call on the name of Jesus, my God, and ask God for mercy. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. We ain't got to be political correct no more. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's because of Jesus we stand strong. We are renewed. It's because of his healing power in his blood just rest in it for a second my god there is power in the name of jesus hey power in his name yeah there is power in the name of jesus power in his name you thought you needed something else. You only needed Jesus. You, you thought you needed something else. You only needed Jesus. You only needed to remember who Jesus is and what he did. And all you have to do is call on his name, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And he is ready to move and the angels are ready to move and they'll do absolutely everything. You didn't even need to struggle with this thing even, even any longer. You didn't even need to be consumed with this thing any longer. You didn't need to talk to, you didn't need to worry about no debt. You didn't need to worry about no circumstance. You didn't need to worry about no situation. All you needed to do was call the name of Jesus. My God, my God, my God, my God. I wouldn't even care, care about who was offended. I wouldn't even care about who was offended. I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. Jesus, it's Jesus. It's the redemptive power of the blood that's changing your circumstance. That's changing your situation. I believe I take 
plead the blood of Jesus over my home. I plead the blood of Jesus over. I just take authority every day. No, the blood stands in the way of anything that the enemy could ever try to do to me. Why? Because the blood of Jesus is so powerful. The blood of Jesus is so so powerful. It is the beginning. It is the end. My God, my God. Seal that thing today in the blood of Jesus. Seal that thing in the today in the blood of Jesus. I want to take authority over marriages right now. It's been on my heart to play, pray for marriages. The enemy loves to come against marriages. He loves to attack marriages. He does not want your family home uh, solidified. And this morning I was praying for marriages and calling out particular marriages. And even if you've never been married and you want to get married, this goes for you too. But I want to stand in agreement that every home is restored, renewed and refreshed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, that your marriage is being shifted right now in the name of Jesus. That every stronghold that the devil has had on your marriage is being demolished. It's being broken up. The ties and the cords are being severed right now in the name of Jesus. That the blood is coming in between enmity. The blood is coming between strife. The blood is coming in between unforgiveness. The blood is coming between doubt. The blood is coming between worry. But the blood is coming in between weariness. Why? Because the name of Jesus, Lord God, we plead the blood of Jesus over every marriage, Father God, that's under the sound of my voice, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, and we take authority over those marriages right now in the name of Jesus. They will not be broken. They will not be defeated, Lord God. We sever the cords. We sever the cords and the ties that have been linked to the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you. You are refreshing and restoring those marriages right now from from even from the point of divorce. It's not too late. Why? Because of Jesus. It's not too late. We take authority in the name of Jesus over marriages today. We thank you, Father God. There will no longer be no broken homes, that the rate of divorce is going down now, Lord God, that there won't even be a thing called divorce, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that there are being seeds poured and sowed into marriages right now in the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus, marriage is restored now. My God, marriages that were on the brink of divorce now being restored right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that the wives have the heart for her husband and the husband has the heart for her wives and they will superimpose their idea of marriage of, over your own. Your, your idea of marriage will become the preface in their home, Lord God. And whatever they've been taught about marriage and whatever they thought was right about marriage, Lord God, they're going to begin to seek you for their marriages like never before. I thank you for marriages breaking forth. I thank you for the ministry of marriage right now. I thank you the course is being changed. The trajectory is being changed by the name of Jesus, my God. God, devil, you are defeated and under our feet. You have no authority. You have no authority. Marriage is a covenant. You have no authority in these marriages. So go on and pluck yourself up. Go on and get out. Uproot right now. And whatever has been sown, it's uprooted. And I thank you, Father God, that they're walking in forgiveness today. We thank you that walking in forgiveness today, that they're wiping the slates clean, that they're washing it out, that they're no longer re remembering the things of the past, things that may have happened yesterday, even things that may have happened before this devotional started today, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, their marriages are being restored, redeemed and renewed because of Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for the blood. We thank you for the blood. We seal each home in the blood of Jesus right now. We stand in agreement and in faith as a corporate body. We bind up the strong man back to the pits of hell from which it came. We declare breakthroughs coming forth in marriages today. Marriage is being restored <laughs> in the name of Jesus and new marriage is happening in the name of Jesus, in Jesus mighty name. Amen. 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 Because of Jesus, because of Jesus, because of Jesus, because of Jesus, because of Jesus. You don't, you can I tell you something? Because especially as women, most of us are fixers and we try to do everything in our own strength. 
Baby, you ain't got to do this in your own strength. You ain't got to really even pray another prayer. You just took authority in Jesus. And all you got to do is start. All you got to do is start worshiping and thanking God. Worshiping and thank. I don't care if you're at the brink of divorce. I can't wait to hear these testimonies. I can't wait till you testify and tell me that in the name of Jesus on mark this day, mark this day in October, the, the Lord restored and renewed my marriage. The Lord changed, changed the trajectory from divorce. We fell in love with each other and we started all over again. And I want you to receive that by faith. There is nothing too powerful for Jesus. There is nothing too powerful for Jesus. You ain't got to say nothing. You ain't got to go back and report. Well, we were on the devotional. We took authority. Just take this, take this moment, bless his name, believe God, trust God. And when the enemy comes back, says, no, we already took authority over that. The blood is all over in my marriage. I put a blood covenant. There is a blood covenant in and on my marriage and I'm standing in there. And then do me a favor, go sow a seed into your marriage. Stop, you gotta date. You gotta date, you gotta love on each other. You gotta be involved with each other. You gotta be taking interest in what the other person is saying and doing and loving and, and so that's a seed, sow a seed into your marriage. Sow a seed into the other person. If your marriage is broken, sow a seed for your marriage, but sow a seed for marriage today. Sow a seed into marriage today. I heard that clearly in my spirit so that your marriage can be restored and get on the right course and, and date. Sometimes we get so caught up in church and our children and other things. And even as we get older into marriages, we're not dating. So we need to date. We need to date. We need to walk in love. We need to spend time and not time talking about kids and all of that other stuff. God desires for you to have a healthy, wholesome marriage. God is for marriage. God is for marriage. But if the enemy, if the enemy makes you think it's not, you'll focus on just the self life and yourself and all the things that have gone wrong. And that is not God. That is not how Jesus works. Well, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I'm your girl, Lakeisha, AKA LMJ. And we are in this thing this morning. If this is your very first time logging on, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. You're not here by mistake. God intentionally brought you to this place this morning so that you could get the word of God richly deposited in you because God is always up in this thing. Do me a favor, go share the devotional. If you've never attached to us, go log on to the website. There is something about covenant partnership. When you are in covenant partnership with something, when God blesses one, it just kind of takes off through the entire body. And so go, go subscribe to the website, go get in covenant partnership with this ministry. I'm just grateful for all things that God is doing in this ministry. And don't be afraid to share. Don't care about who's watching. Don't just like it, share it, put it everywhere. I told you, I was listening to something this morning about growing in Christ and how God loves the multitudes. God needs to grow this devotional it needs to be everywhere. And where the devotional can be, we should be on our feet ministering and restoring the brokenhearted, the lost, people who thought God forgot them, thought God had, had given up on them. No, God is with you. God loves you. Um, God is looking for you. I, we talk about this. He leaves the 99 just to get after the one. And you don't have to be in a position where the enemy lies to you anymore. So let's be in faith and agreement that God grows this devotional time so that we can walk into the fullness of who God called us to be. Thank you for those of you that have been praying for my mom. My mom is running for office. Thank you for those of you that came and showed up yesterday. That was really big for me. I appreciate your support. Um, she is she is so excited about this next journey. So I, I just thank you. And I thank you for the grace of God on her life. Don't forget November the 10th, I am preaching and I will be the speaker for a Women's Day service. Uh, the flyers on my wall. I would love to see you. This is not just for women. This is for men as well. I would love to see you at that service and connect to what God is doing and everything else that God is doing. Don't forget, we got Feed the Streets coming up. We're gonna feed the homeless as always. You can sow into that. Uh, one of my mothers in the shelter. Let me tell you, let me tell you about the compassion of God. One of the ladies in the shelter, she's in the shelter. She has our own family. She texted me yesterday and said, a friend of mine is on the streets and it's too cold. So I took her baby 
in with me in the shelter. So not only does she have her kids in the shelter, but she has a new infant in the shelter. And so she was like, we need to get, can you help me buy clothes or find clothes for her? And most definitely we are, but here it is. She's in a worse situation, right? And I truly believe God was showing me because of the seeds we've planted into them right? The seeds we've planted into them. Now she's extending her faith and she's like, can you help me find some clothes with this baby? Because she doesn't, the baby doesn't need to be on the streets. Isn't that how God, we're supposed to be a conduit. Isn't that how God works? And isn't that how awesome God is that she has came, she's come out of herself. She's come out of herself. She didn't say the baby was a burden. She, she's come out of herself to be in position to make sure that this little bitty baby has what it needs. And we could not do that without you and we could not do that without your partnership. So I just wanna bless you and thank you for your partnership. Thank you for every seed that's been sown into this ministry. It is making moves, it is making impact, it is changing lives, it is changing the course, it is changing the trajectory. So I thank you for that. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. And we're gonna to continue to make moves. God is gonna give us a building. Can you get, get in faith with me? God is gonna give us a building where we're going to be able to service people, where people are going to become able to come and get restored and ain't no devil in hell can stop it. Ain't no prayer can come against it. God is going to bless us. He's going to give us a building where women can come and get the resources they need. Families can get the resources they need. We can raise kids, entrepreneurs. I'm declaring that today. God is going to give us the building. He's going to pay every, and it ain't going to be no shabby building either. It's going to be, he's going to pay every bill. It's going to have all the technology we need in it. It's going to be the resource we need to be to the community. Why? Because we're not focused on ourselves. We want this building for God's glory and so that we can make a difference in the lives of individuals. So let's get into today's devotional. Lord, God, you rule my mouth. <laughs> God, you rule my mouth. I will only say what you want me to say. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in God's sight. <laughs> we thank you, Lord God. You are my strength and you are my redeemer. In Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Yeah, Jeanette, it broke my heart too. And that's why I know we need more resources. We need, we need more resources. We need more resources, Jeanette. We need more resources. I told the Lord, I said, I just need you to get it in my hand. And I promise I'll put it everywhere you need me to put it. <laughs> we need, I need more resources. This woman should not be out on the streets. I need more resources, Lord. We need more resources. We need you to open up the window of heaven and pour out a blessing on us that doesn't make sense so that we can restore the broken, the lost, help the poor in Jesus name. Amen. We need more resources and he going to give it to us. We going he going to give it to us because we so see and because we are obedient, he's going to do everything you need. So I want to share some things with you that God is sharing with was was sharing with me this morning. I have so much I want to share. I want to run the devotional every day. I wish God would say, okay, go to Saturdays, go to Sundays. Like I want to run the devotional every day because I feel like the daily time with God has been growing me up and has been maturing me and to be connected to this community of believers has been amazing. I'm like, Lord, can we start on Saturdays? Would you give us a Saturday as well? Let me be able to share. I've feel like teaching the word of God. That's the position I'm in because it's not just teaching the word of God. It's supping with God. It's learning and growing in grace. It's growing me up. It's showing me all the different things in my life. And that's some of the stuff I wanted to share with you. We've been in Psalms one. And I just want to give you some scriptures. I want to give you some encouragement and I want to change your perspective this morning, right? I need to change your perspective this morning. And the reason that I want to change your perspective this morning is because a lot of us have been taught wrong about correction and about discipline. And when God started dealing with us about the godly, right? For those of us that have been positioning ourselves to be godly, we get real excited. Oh my gosh, I'm godly. And I, and because I'm godly and because I'm planted, you know, God, is going to do all these amazing things for me. But what we forget, like what we forget or what we don't realize is when God starts talking to us about the ungodly things or the things that we need to change, it's only because he loves us. He says, I correct those I love. It's only because he loves us. He says, I correct those I love, I could, thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to say it out loud too. The Lord told me to, I want a building in Atlanta too. 
I want buildings throughout the United States. I'm going to be bold about that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm taking that by faith. I'm going to speak something into the atmosphere today. It ain't got to make sense. I want a building in Atlanta too. Thank you for that, Lord God. I, I want you to open up every door and opportunity. I heard you, Holy Spirit. Think big, dream big. Get outside your box, Lakeisha. Ah, Thank you, Lord God. Sometimes you got to make a statement of faith. It ain't got to make sense. It's kingdom. It ain't got to make sense. It ain't got to add up. It ain't got to add up. I, I received that. I felt shayada. I felt that be birthed into my spirit. I thank you, Lord God, for opening up doors that do not make sense. Enlarge, increase my capacity and spread the place of my tent. So let me go back into this, into the growing in the word. And so the God was showing me, he said, we don't want to talk about the ungodly moments. We don't want to talk about our ungodly places because we've been taught discipline wrong and because our parents probably disciplined us harshly or someone taught us this is what God's discipline and correction correction look like. And I am learning the discipline of God at come on Louisiana and the I'm just learning the y'all don't don't shake me up this morning. Shake it Kayada. Yeah, expansion. Thank you, Lord. Expansion, increase. My God, exceedingly abundantly above anything we can imagine. And because y'all in faith with me today, it don't take but a couple. It don't take but a couple. My God, in Jesus' name. Okay, y'all done stirred me up. And so God has been dealing with us. And sometimes it's hard for us in correction. It's hard for us to see the ungodly places. But God is showing us the ungodly places so we can move to the next level so that we can move to the next level. He's not picking you apart. Um, he's not trying to, to bring you to a less than state. He's dealing with those chaffs, the, the chaff, the chambers, the places in your heart that don't, um, look like, uh, that don't look like him so that you can walk into the fullness of what he called you into. And so when God is dealing with your broken places, I need to admonish you today. Don't stray away. I know it's painful. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it sometimes doesn't make sense. When he started talking, you know what he was sharing with me, this thing, we were talking about selfies and we were just talking about images that we post. And he was like, selfies. I taught him this one time. Selfies are making us selfish. And the reason why is because when we post selfies or when we're posting pictures of ourselves, we're not necessarily, God is not getting the glory out of the image that we're displaying. And so we need to, we need to understand that a self type life, a self driven life strays away from the things of God. And it puts uh, so much emphasis on us. That's why the enemy wants you to put so much emphasis on your problem. See, if he can have, and, or when God starts correcting you, he wants you to get downtrodden. You know, you know, in Romans, it tells us there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. He wants you to become so burdened by your problems and your issues, because when we do that, we become very inward and we become very self selfish and we're not focused on the things that we need to be focused on. God heard your prayer the very first time you prayed it. He knows what you stand in need of. Matthew tells us of that. And so the correction is coming before for your conditioning. All right, Holy Spirit. The correction is coming because it's your conditioning. If you have ever worked out uh, and if you have ever um, put yourself in a position to prepare for your race I ran a 10k one time and what God was doing was he was conditioning me he was bringing up my stamina and so when God is correcting you when he's talking to us about the ungodly when he's talking to us about the chaff when he's dealing with the chambers of our heart he's not pointing his finger at you to make you feel less than as a matter of fact, he's grooming you. So he, so you can be, become greater than he's dealing with the things inside of you that'll hold you up and hold you back. But because no one ever really taught us discipline right with God or the judgment of God or the, what the judgment seat he's growing you. God is a graceful God. So he's going to grow you in grace. And so he brings you to the things that like we've been studying in the word, come on, Holy spirit and sh showing you things in the word. 
and things that arise up in you. And as long as your heart is really broken and contrite, and as long as your heart is open to a place to say, you know what, God, I don't want to live life like this anyway, because myself, my selfish self has just been bringing me into ruin. I told you narrow is the path of God. Why is the gate to hell? Narrow is the path. And so when God is talking to us about the ungodly, I, I, you, I don't need you to shut down anymore. I don't need you to pull away. I need you to stay in place because he's going to deal with the chaff. He's going to burn up those things. Remember when we got to John 15, right? Remember when we were in John 15 and he said, thank you for this Holy Spirit. Thank you for being so intentional with us and showing us how God deals us with us in grace. And Jesus says, I'm the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. You got to be producing fruit and fruit that lasts, right? Fruit that lasts, lasts, fruit that goes for eternity, fruit that your children can eat off. So he says, he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce more fruit. So he's just pruning you. He has not deserted you. He is not, you are not, God doesn't talk to you like this. That's man's way. And that's the way that's been confusing us. God is not like you're crap. You're nothing. That is not God. That is not how God talks to us. That is not how this God disciplines us. God is not browbeating you. God grows you in grace. He begins to show you that the, that's why you got to be connected to other believers that will hold you accountable. That's why the enemy don't want you to have friends that will hold you accountable. He wants you to have friends that'll make your sins permissible and that'll tell you God doesn't want you to be perfect, even though God wants you to be holy. And so Jesus said, you have already been pruned and purified by this message and we have to receive this by faith this is not a uh um we can just take this we got to take this by faith and so he says he says You've already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you. The moment you accepted me as Jesus Christ and Lord and Savior, you've already been pruned. You've did the big, a big chunk of this. He says, now remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. So every time we run or we get scared or we don't follow the instructions or we don't do the things that God has asked us to do or we forsake the assembly or we don't tithe because we don't show him we trust him with our money or we don't sow the seeds we need to know or we don't open ourselves up for love we are aborting the pruning process which is one of the most important processes because what it's going to do is put you in a position to produce more fruit so when the lord starts talking to us and says this is the way the ungodly looks if you contentious if you dissension, if you are, remember when we skipped over to Galatians five the other day, I thank you for the Lord. I thank the Lord for this. And he started talking to us and saying to us, no, these will not enter the kingdom of heaven because people have taught us and been permissible with us and said a little bit of sin is okay. And a little bit of sin is no big deal. And they're giving us this worldly perspective on sexual immorality and homosexuality. And none of it lines up with the word of God and telling you, you can have multiple wise we are not in a polygamous society anymore telling you these things that you do don't matter and once you save you always save and it's no big deal that that that's because people taught us the harshness of God people taught us the harshness of God when God is God grows us in grace God gives you Remember Mary Poppins said a spoonful of a spoonful of sugar will help the medicine go down. Proverbs tells us that the word is sweet like honey. A spoonful of sugar will help the medicine goes down. God is going to bring you to grace and love so that you can grow in this thing and understand what he's saying to you and about you. That's why I told you we cannot move so fast. We cannot be caught up. So in all so many things, that's why isolation is necessary. That's why being in a word, word filled, word based teaching his promise. So when we go over to Galatians and he tells us, look, if you're in your sin for nature, it's going to be clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasure, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, arguing, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these are according to our selfish nature. Like take drunkenness, for example, and people love to come to the word and say, well, the word doesn't tell us we can't drink. It doesn't. They drank wine in the Bible. They drank wine at a time. But what it does tell you is do not get drunk. But what your carnal nature will tell you is one more drink won't matter. 
That's what your carnal nature will tell you. I've been there before. It'll tell you one more drink won't matter. Well, when your drinking pushes you over to the point of drunkenness, then when you're drunk, you're compromised. When you compromise, all kinds of different things can go wrong. All kinds of different things can go wrong. Well, when we have a loving God, he brings us the truth like he's been bringing us the truth every morning. And it can be truth based and, and, and it's not permissible. It's not going to be permitting to tell you it's okay for you to sin. What it is tell what it, he did, he does tell us as he's growing us in grace is, is that I'm going to love you through it. I'm going to carve these parts out of you and I'm going to love you through it. I'm going to grow you up. And this is for the perfectionist because it's always hard for the perfectionist. A perfectionist thinks everything is supposed to happen immediately and I get a word and bam, I'm done. And you'll know if you're a perfectionist because you'll be critically analyzing other people in the word. I've been there. You'll be critically analyzing other people in the word. That's how you know if you're a perfectionist, if you can put your finger on other people and what they're not doing. Because the person who has a broken and contrite spirit, come on, Holy Spirit, they ain't got time to be looking at nobody else. They ain't got time to be looking at, at nobody else. They don't, they don't have time. I don't have time to be assessing anybody else because I have too many other things that I need to work on. Right. But the perfectionist who's trying to get it right, who thinks it's rules and regulations and all of this other stuff, they'll you can tell if you're a perfectionist because you'll spend more time judging other people in the word than you will yourself. Than you will yourself. A broken and contrite spirit has no other time. God showed me this this day. I was lacking compassion in an area for someone. And God showed me. He said, the only reason that you're lacking compassion is one, because that person does some things that you do and have done before. And he said, and then the other thing is the only reason that you're lacking compassion in this area for this person is that you forgot you grew in grace. <laughs> you forgot you grew in grace. And it doesn't mean that we ain't got to be shaken out of something and it doesn't mean that God doesn't have to whoosh us to get us to wake up but God grows us in grace and he grows us in the truth of grace God is not gonna sit around and lie to you and tell you your sins are okay or this is okay and this doesn't matter I told you yesterday on the wide path God can't sit he doesn't leave us and forsake us, but he can't sit. And when I say sit, he can't rest. His blessings can't rest there. His peace can't rest there. His grace can't rest there. His mercy can't rest there. His love. When I use the word seat, God can't sit in the place of the scorn for those that complain. When, when the children of Israel were complaining, what did he tell Moses? He said, I'll take them out. He said, I'll raise up a whole new family in the generation that they sit and complain about what I haven't done for them when I delivered them out of Egypt, when I saved their very life. My plan is to prosper them, but it's taking time because they were in such a wilderness mentality. They were in such a slave mentality. He needed to get the slave out of them so that they could go be kings. He needed to get the slave out of them so that they could go be kings. He needed, they had to trek through the desert. They had to come from one position to another position. See what you, what you hadn't realized is, is when God is taking you from one position to the other and it seems deserted and it seems like desert and it seems like wind and it seems like storm, he is processing you out. He is watching, washing you out. He is growing you up. He is growing you in grace. And every step that you take, something is falling off of you. Right. But you got to keep your eyes on him. And he told them that he said, I'll he said, how dare they complain against me? How dare they sit and complain against me and complain about what they don't have and say they should have been left in Egypt. That's a bondage mentality. That's a slave mentality. I'm trying to bring them to the new land. See, can I tell you something real quick? And Joshua, can I tell you this? And we can back this up in all the scripture. They wouldn't have had. Thank you, Holy Spirit. They wouldn't have had no problem possessing the land in Canaan had they allowed God to do everything he needed to do for them in the wasteland had they allowed God to do everything that they needed to do but they became so self into self they became so focused on their problems they became become so consumed about what they didn't have that they didn't allow God to process them out in the places he needed to process them out they wouldn't receive Psalms 1 for their life and so by the time they got to Canaan see the enemy is very strategic 
When he, he knows without a doubt when you've skipped steps in your process. He knows without a doubt when you haven't allowed God to deal with your heart and deal with your issues. He knows that. That's why he tries to fast track you. That's why he'll try to separate you from the love of God. That's why he'll, he'll, he confuses you to what, what and how God disciplines you. Right. And if they would have just went through their process by the time, see, that's why Caleb was so vigorous. That's why he was able to possess the land because while they were probably converting and drunk and partying and kicking it and wishing they had their own life. God was processing them out. And so he had spiritual eyesight when the 12 spies went into the land and the rest of them, the 10 came back with a bad report and Caleb and Joshua was like, this ain't nothing, ain't nothing too big for my God. See, when he is building you up in the process, he's putting you in a position. So when you have to go take possession of the land, you'll say it ain't nothing too big for my God. It ain't nothing too big for my God. There's no circumstance. But what happens is we don't want to go through the process. We don't want the word that's telling us we're scornful. We don't want the word that's telling us we've been in judgment. We don't want the word. We just want someone to shout us and tell us how blessed we are when we need something that's digging in the chambers of our heart so that we can produce as Jesus said in John 15. He came right back in that thing. He said, thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, remain in me and I'm in you. <laughs> remain in me. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. That's why the enemy has been trying to tell you, don't connect to the devotional. Don't, don't, don't grow in grace. This God thing isn't working for you. Come on now. This God thing ain't working for you. That's why he's been trying to tell you. Because he knows every time that you disconnect in faith, you open up the door for him to run crazy in your life. So he says, for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit from apart from me. You can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. That's why every time you disconnect or you don't stay focused or you don't allow God to prune you and show you that this is you, all kinds of calamity comes in. And see, the enemy will make you think you're successful for a minute, that you're running this race without God, but you way on this broad path, and God ain't even in that. God ain't even in that. God ain't even in that. He's over here on this narrow path, and I told you, you got to and do uh, a short turn. And so this Psalms 1, the ungodly part, because he says here, he says, For the Lord knows the ways of the righteous. But the way of the ungodly shall perish. That's the sixth part of this verse. The Lord knows the way of the righteous. The Lord is familiar with the righteous. And the reason the Lord is familiar with the righteous is because they are on their path. And do you know what it means when the Lord knows you? He protects you and he preserves you. That's why David, when David was giving us Psalms 91, he was prophetically telling us about Jesus. He was, he was telling us, stick and stay. Stick and stay. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadows of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is your refuge, your place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. Trust him. He'll rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. When you are in the shadow of the Almighty, when the Lord knows your righteousness, you ain't got to worry about no disease coming upon you. You ain't got to worry about the doctors talking to you about cancer. You ain't got to worry about that. Why? Because I'm in the seat of the righteous and I know what my righteousness says for me and I can take that by faith. And then it says he'll shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Why? Well, when I'm in ungodly places and ungodly thinking and when people start talking, tune out, I don't want to hear nothing about no sin. I don't want to hear, you judging me. No, the word is judging you to a place of conviction so that you can come out of that mess and you can be on the narrow path and you can walk into the fullness of you are. The children of Israel died and didn't get to see their promise because they didn't want to let God to deal with their heart in the wilderness. They didn't want God to deal with their heart in the wilderness places. They didn't want God to show them the things that was still a slave mentality. If you don't understand your righteousness, you're still living in a slave mentality that doesn't understand kingdom, that doesn't understand their righteousness, and that doesn't walk into the fullness of who and what you are. And then the next part of that scripture says, the way of the ungodly shall perish. The way of the ungodly leads to destruction. It may seem comfortable, it may give you a lot of company. It may seem like that's what everybody's doing. 
but it's going to perish. And that's the word. It's going to perish. It's not going to add up. And Jesus said that in the New Testament. He said, once you outside of me, he said, anything that's outside of me, it's going to burn up. It's, it's going to burn up. It's not. But if you remain in me and my words remain in me, you may ask for anything you want and it'll be granted. You're going to produce more fruit. You're my true disciple. If you love me, you're going to fulfill my canon. But anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. And what I love about this is God gives us this. He gives us the instructions and we don't have to stay stuck. We don't have to stay stuck. We don't have to stay in the same position. We just got to let God grow us up in grace. We just got to keep pushing in. We got to keep pushing in. He was showing me some things about myself and I was like, oh my God. And it was hard to digest, but I have opened up my life to him. I only want to be what you call me to be. I don't care what this world says about me. I don't care what this world thinks about me. I don't care how, what this world deems as success. I don't care about any of these things that most people are caught up in anymore because I tried that and it does not work and it is not victorious and it is not helping me. It's not. And so I released myself to God. I had to lay myself and it's hurt sometimes and it hard sometimes, but it's necessary. It's necessary. And so God's discipline doesn't look like this world's discipline. It doesn't. When he's burning up the chaff, he's presenting to, to a better option to you so that you can walk. Don't you want to walk into your new, new? Don't you want to walk into the next place? Don't you want to get in a position? Don't you want to have provision? Don't you want to have all the things? And so sometimes we feel like God is stripping us. Well, when you prune a bush, you do. You strip back. You cut back. You cut off the things that aren't going to be fruitful in the next season. And the only reason some of you have not manifested into your next season is because you're still trying to hold on and bear fruit from last season. And God is like, no, I'm trying to grow you up. I'm trying to mature you. I'm trying to put things in your place. I'm trying to show you how to handle your finances. I'm trying to tell you what your marriage needs. God was very specific to me in this season about my kids. And so I had to come out of my comfort zone. He said, I need you to pour all your love and time into them right now. And you know what I'm doing? Pouring my love and time into them tonight, today. Today, I'm the mom on campus. Today, I'm what I need. It was a very uncomfortable place because I work and I do things differently. But God says, no, they need you in a different capacity in this season. And so I've had to come out of my self life, myself, anything in me selfish and give them exactly what they need because this was the instruction of the Lord. And it's going to produce a seed in them. It's going to produce a harvest in them. That's going to manifest a blessing that I can't even imagine. And sometimes we're trying to figure out why God asked us to do that. And we just need to obey what God is saying. You know what? I think I'm going to do a little bit of a devotional in the morning about growing in grace. I think I'm going to get up and do a little bit of a devotional. So if you feeling it on a Saturday, join me. I think I, I, I think God is giving me something for us in the morning that I would normally wait till Monday. And I think I'm going to get up in the morning and give a little devotional in the morning about growing in grace, the four parts of growing in grace and what that looks like. Um, so if you have time and you feel like getting up, get up in the morning and join me. I just want to tap into the grace of what God is pouring out to us right now. I don't want to miss a moment with God and I don't you want, want you either. Do you receive that today? Do you receive the word of God today? Just simply come in agreement with it and say, Lord, I receive your instructions today. I receive your correction today. I receive your wisdom today, Lord God. I'm receiving that by faith. I'm receiving your salvation in Jesus Christ. And Lord God, if there is anyone on here that has not accepted you as Jesus, we just want to open up the opportunity for them to connect to you right now. Jesus is the only way. It ain't no many paths to God. It ain't no many. Uh, it's not. Jesus is the only absolute way to God. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And I just want to extend that opportunity to you today. And perhaps you're a person that has just fallen out of grace. You know, you've already accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, but you kind of fell to the side and you just forgot how much God loved you. And you just kind of got messed up, been there, done that. Well, I want to send you the same grace because God is offering it to you freely. All you got to do is say, repent, Lord God, I'm sorry for being out your will for my life. I'm sorry for hurting you. I'm sorry for disappointing you. I'm, I'm sorry for leaving you. I'm sorry for forsaking you. Now, Father God, show me your grace. Show me your mercy and restore me, Lord. Restore me. Restore me. Restore me to my, restore me. Restore me. 
Give me your glory. Give me your holiness and Holy Spirit. Be with me and show me how to do this in Jesus name. Amen. I love y'all. But more than anything, God loves you. More than anything, God loves you. Man, that word was something else for my gosh. We thank you, Lord. You are burning up the chaff in us. We thank you. You are burning up the chaff right now. As I speak, you're burning up the chaff. Anything that is in us that is ungodly, you're burning it up. You're dealing with the chambers in our heart. We're dealing with it. We thank you for Jesus. You're correcting us, Lord God. You're giving us new eyesight, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God. We will not move until you finish this process with us. We will not move, Lord God. We will not faint. We will get out of our own way and we will stand for Jesus. Lord God, bless your hearers. May grace and peace be unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. There is power in the name of Jesus. <laughs> power in his name. There is power in the name of Jesus. Power in his name. My God, there is love. In the name of Jesus, <laughs> love is in his name. My God, you ought to just sing that to you. There, you ought to just put your own words. There is grace in the name of Jesus, <laughs> power in his name. I felt that this morning. My God, there is peace in the name of Jesus. Peace is in his name. My God, he is growing us in grace. There is love in the name of Jesus. Let's not worry about how you sound when you sing. Say, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. There's power in his name. Well, I love you guys. I'm going to tune in this. I'm going to tune in in the morning. I thank you for that Holy Spirit. Thank you for giving me permission. I'm going to show you how to grow in grace in the morning. I'm going to show you how to grow in grace. I dropped a, a short uh, devotional about it, but I'm going to show you how to grow in grace and what that looks like. I love you guys so much. There is power in the name of Jesus. That ought to be your song all day. Power in his name. Come on, my God. There is love in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Power in his name. Yeah, Rashawn. Yeah. There is wholeness in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Wholeness in his name. My God, I can't let that go. There is power in the name of Jesus. Power in his name. My God, there is grace in the name of Jesus. Grace is in his name. I love y'all. I'm probably going to sing that all day long. And I hope you find his power. And I hope you find his grace. And God loves you so, 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 so much. And I love you too. Don't forget, plant a seed in your marriage. Sow a seed for your marriage. Don't forget your sowing is working. Keep sowing and planting seeds. Bless all the givers. Some of y'all sow after we drop the devotional. We thank you for every offering and every seed sown into this ministry in Jesus' name. There is power in the name of Jesus. Power in his name. There is love in the name of Jesus. Love is in his name. There is grace. In the name of Jesus, grace is in his name. My God, my God. That is your great name by Todd Delaney. There is power in the name of Jesus. Power in his name. Love y'all. <laughs> there is power in the name of... Thank you for tuning into our podcast if you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.